This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you've tried to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It is Wednesday. It's the 4th of January in the year of our Lord, 2023. And we're starting this year, a year of decision and a year of, I got to tell you, an inflection point for the United States of America and the world as we work our way through the dark valley of, uh, we're in the valley of decision. Um, NBC News, Caroline Wren's going to join us here in a second. She remembers uh, Vaughn Hilliard, right? Vaughn Hilliard is now uh, back. He's uh, interviewing Fred Upton. Just broken NBC. This is Vaughn Hilliard. You wouldn't rule out, talking to Fred Upson, you wouldn't rule out if there was a consensus among Democrats and certain Republicans to turn you, sir, in in need of a speaker, to turn to you in need of a speaker of the House. You wouldn't rule out that and you would potentially serve. Fred Upton, I have not ruled that out. Mike Davis, I'm going to start with you first. Is Kevin McCarthy going to be the speaker of the House, sir? No, he's not. He doesn't have the support. Uh, he lost 19 votes on the first vote for speaker. He lost 19 votes on the second vote for speaker. And after Jim Jordan gave his endorsement of McCarthy, uh, McCarthy lost 20 votes on the third vote for speaker. So he's losing support. Uh, he Yet President Trump, after these three votes, uh, what President Trump even withheld his endorsement then Kevin McCarthy apparently uh, went down to Mar-a-Lago and begged like a dog. I didn't realize that Trump was giving out table scraps in Mar-a-Lago, but uh, President Trump gave this uh, tepid endorsement uh, of Kevin McCarthy today, uh, saying that he'd be good, maybe great. Uh, that doesn't sound like a very enthusiastic endorsement to me. I didn't realize the Uniparty was allowed to raid Mar-a-Lago again, but, uh, you know, it, at the end of the day... <laughs> At the end of the day, and think about this, what has Kevin McCarthy done for Trump since 2020? He has abandoned President Trump. We have, not only did Kevin McCarthy do nothing, Kevin McCarthy's just been AWOL since 2020 during COVID, BLM riots, uh, when uh, during the election, when uh, January 6th, how many, uh, Kevin McCarthy has sat by and let uh, the January 6th commission get stacked by Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked Republicans because Kevin McCarthy stupidly boycotted the January 6th committee. So you had uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger do doing Nancy Pelosi's bidding on that committee. They subpoenaed Trump, unprecedented subpoenas of Trump. They, the unprecedented, they, they, they plowed through uh, 250 years of executive privilege to go after Trump, to go after his documents, to go after his top advisors. Matt, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, you, Steve, as the senior advisor, Peter Navarro as the trade director, Pat Cipollone as the White House counsel. They're charging you guys, trying to throw you in jail. They're even going after Trump's supporters, grandmas who showed up and maybe trespassed on January 6th. 
they're going to send the Mike, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, not just 200 years, 200 plus years of executive privilege and, and, and even how Congress is set by committees that one of the things last night that's coming out, uh, another ask that they're saying if he agreed to this. And I, I think a couple of guys put this up on their Twitter is that uh, to, ha- to release the documents on J6. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kevin McCarthy is not committed to have a real January 6th committee that we can get to the bottom, which we need to do. We need to get to the bottom of Pelosi, the intelligence community, what people knew. Who, we need to have a full vetting of the entire thing. And he's got Kevin McCarthy hasn't committed to that. That's one of the big asks that people are sitting there. Well, if he commits to that, you know, maybe we can flip some votes. Is McCarthy had Trump's back on any aspect of anything that you've seen on the legal side that you've worked so hard on, sir? No, I mean, not at all. It's been a lonely fight. I mean, I, it seems like I'm the only lawyer in America out there defending President Trump since the Mar-a-Lago raid. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable to me. The deafening silence, the crickets uh, coming out of the uh, of the of the Capitol from Kevin McCarthy and every other Republican. Does this the is cartel a- does the cartel does the cartel want a return of Donald Trump? And more importantly, do they want? Trumpism to succeed, this populist, nationalist, traditionalist movement, do they want Trump personally to return as the president of the United States? And do they want the success of the policies that underpin Trumpism, sir? Hell no and hell no. There's, they, they hate Trump. They, they loathe Trump. They, they loathe MAGA. They loathe Trump. There's, these people hate Trump. They saw Trump as a, uh, a an aberration for four years that they finally were able to get rid of in 2020, and they hope that he never comes back. And Kevin McCarthy is absolutely part of that that mindset. He Kevin McCarthy cares about corporate interest in Washington D.C. He cares about the lobby circuit. He's very good at raising money because he gets on a plane, he goes and collects five thousand dollar checks from from PAC lobbyists at these lavish. Uh, resorts and events around the country. He's very good at raising money. He has he has not a conservative bone in his b- body, not a guiding principle other than Kevin McCarthy. And he, he he's not the guy. He's not red pilled. He doesn't understand if, the fight. If we had corporate America like it was envisioned mythically uh, back in the you know the forties and the fifties, maybe it's part of the sixties, where it was all about just the business at hand, and you kept giving them tax cuts, they get more productive, they would they would hire more Americans at better wages uh, and better benefits, and uh, if you get them deregulation, stay out of their way, the libertarian model, uh, you know Gorsuch and, and, and guys, if you did that in this kind of mythical uh, paradigm, all would be good. Is that the reality of modern? finance capitalism is that the reality of and you've seen these horrific and i i quite frankly think they are stunning revelations every day coming out with matt taibbi and guys who really are not the guys even be looking at it but the, what you're seeing about the the integration of social media of, of publicly traded companies right integrated into the national security state basically on active surveillance of the american people this makes i've been the first guy i was the first guy came out a couple of years ago about the church committee we needed another church committee in the fbnca this is so far beyond the church committee this is so far beyond where they were in the 70s mike davis the 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 again the marxist left they've taken over every institution including corporate america i think big big energy is the only industry that they haven't gotten their claws into yet but they will because we're so weak and stupid on the right that will let this happen Republicans need to get out of this mindset that, oh, we just need to let the free market run its course. We saw this with with big tech. They've become 
they started off as internet infants in 1996. They get this section 230 immunity. They've had this antitrust amnesty. They have become these four trillion dollar big tech monopolists, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple that control different parts of the tech market. They use this power. They work with government, as we saw the FBI, the CIA, Fauci, the CDC. They collude with government. They use their government power and corporate power to censor, silence, deplatform, and cancel. And it is very dangerous. And the Republican Party needs to understand that corporate America, the Chamber of Commerce, they're not our friends anymore. They're actually, they've become our enemies. That's what this fight's about, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Davis, how can people follow you over at Article 3 and how they follow you on social media? And by the way, your Getter account's amazing. The Twitter account, particularly late at night, gets a little spicy, so everybody should follow you on Twitter. How do they get it, sir? I just sent out a pretty fiery tweet just now, Steve. So it's uh, article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter Twitter Truth. My personal is MRD. DMIA at MRDDMIA. And thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Do we have John Fredericks up? Okay, get to John. John Fredericks, boy, what a day. We got Corey Lewandowski and John Fredericks on, on the same show. John, give us your assessment of, of, of where we stand today, sir. Well, listen, I thought yesterday was the third greatest day in our America First populist movement since we started it, since Trump came down that escalator. The first day, was when he got the nomination in Cleveland. The second greatest day was that night that you were there uh, where he was elected president. The third greatest day was yesterday in this movement's history, Steve. It's going to go down in the annals of history as the first day that we actually got new leaders to fight for something for the working people of this country, the people with dirt under their fingernails and calluses on their hands that nobody pays attention to. Finally, we got our movement Place. That's why it was a great day. You know, all this talk about, oh, it's chaos. Hey, let's embrace the chaos. You know what chaos is? $33 trillion in debt. $10 trillion in debt uh, on our on our balance to the Federal Reserve. Open borders. Rooming your kids in school. That's what chaos is. $1.7 trillion. I'm the best to strip the Republicans of any power financially until September. You, you want to know what chaos is? That's chaos. What we're doing is taking back control of this movement. I hear the other great thing about yesterday is we exposed conservative ink for the frauds they are. From Fox News all the way down, Trey Gowdy, Jason Chavez, the whole bunch of Newt Gingrich. I love Newt Gingrich. He's a relic coming on TV talking about Democrats are going to run the House. You know what? Go away. Go back to the Vatican with your wife. We're done. Hey, this is our fight now. The end, everybody say, watch the end game, John. Watch the end game. It's got to be an end game. You know what the end game is? The fight is the end game. Sometimes, Steve, you have to stand and fight. That's the end game. There is no exit strategy. Winning is the exit strategy. And winning means Kevin McCarthy is not going to be the speaker. You know, one of the greatest things yesterday was these collective meltdowns on your show. By the way, you did a phenomenal job. MTG melts down. <laughs> For 30 minutes, right? Why? Because she sold her soul to swap ink for a piece of paper for committee assignments. She melts down. Hey, MTG, I got a, I've got a newsflash. Embrace the suck because your guy's going down and you're going to get nothing. Now they want to call us rebels, radicals. Hey, I love that. I want to be a rebel. 
I want to be a radical not to spend $33 trillion of money we don't have, not to spend the country into oblivion, not to have. Open yeah, yeah, I, I want I want to make hang, I want to make sure he Damn talks right, about the chaos. Please, by by the way, the Hill, the, 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 the Hill's newspaper said it. The Senate thinks his, his Kevin could really have problems even with speaker. Concerned this, and you get down to the eighth paragraph. It's about the debt ceiling and it's about the appropriations bill. It's about everything in office. They want another two trillion dollars unfunded, and they want you to kick the the debt ceiling up to forty trillion dollars. You know why? Because they're going to live high on the hog, and they don't give a damn about your kids. They don't give a damn about your grandkids, and they don't care about this country. So the Wall Street Journal and all of our betters, Paul Gijo, all of it, come and give me, tell me what the plan is. You want to know what our exit strategy is? You give me what, tell me what your plan is. Tell me what the plan of McCarthy and the cartel is. Because the nation's on the brink of a financial crisis. It's not us saying that. It's it's all the economists saying that. Ro- Ro- uh, Kenneth, what, Rogoff at, at Harvard just got this amazing article out about the contagion is going to spread from Japan to Italy to the United States. Okay, what have your betters done? You're absolutely correct, John. They've created the chaos. And now that you have the working class people, middle class of this country say, no, 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 no. We don't want to do this anymore. John Fredericks, who's the creator of chaos, us or them? Them, and I, and I tell you the other thing, Steve, this is what winning feels like. You, you want to know what winning is? It was, it was not winning eight seats where we should have won 50. This is what winning feels like. This is the smell of napalm in the morning, baby, it's victory. And there's no exit exit strategy. This, I got to tell you, yesterday has energized and mobilized the working class base of our populist movement that has been completely disenfranchised from it. That's why only, what, 55% of Republicans turned out on game day in, uh, in, these, in these midterms. They're done with it. They're yeah. seeing nothing. It's the uniparty and it's the swamp. And I, and I tell you what, yeah. President Trump, I got, you know, he put his his comments out today. I get it, right? I get where he stands. Mr. President, this is not your fight, okay? This is our our fight. This is the grassroots fight. Go play golf with go play golf with the Baron. He's off this week. Spend some time with your son. I'm all for that. I like spending time with Joe and my kids. This is our fight. It's not Trump's fight. It's not the swamp's fight, the lobbyist fight. This is our fight in the grassroots. And I, I just let me just finish with yeah. yes, Steve. Yeah. The movement has yesterday, the movement. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Republicans, he gets a few. He, he finally, he gets there somehow. What he's offering is a speakership that the remaining crazies can bring to a halt at a moment's notice. So how does anything function? How does anything happen? 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to start off really broken. And if he does have to give in, like I said, on the motion to vacate where they can remove him at any time, it could be a very short speakership. You know, this was one of the things that when Paul Ryan uh, took took over, said, you know, we need to get rid of this rule. We need to change it so this is not hanging over me. We never actually got rid of it. We kind of got a handshake deal that they wouldn't use it against him. Yeah, he's going to have no leash to do much of anything. Uh, the, 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 maybe the good thing is that expectations are super low, that they're you know going to accomplish a whole lot. It is divided government. But there are some things you have to do. You have to fund the government at some point. The thing that keeps me up at night is you have to increase the debt limit. You have to avoid a, a debt default. And providing Republican votes to do that is going to be extremely hard. And it's the kind of thing where if you even try to do it, they could kick you out. So uh, I, I have very low expectations for what they're going to be able to do. And it's not just Kevin McCarthy. I mean, again, this comes down to whoever is in charge. Whoever is going to become speaker is probably going to have to live under these rules because these people have asserted their authority over the rest of the group. Uh, and I just don't see any way out of it. OK, welcome back. Uh, one of the best source reporters on Capitol Hill, Olivia Beavers, just reports uh, that Ralph Norman just told her, quote, let me just say that we're adding people, end quote. Um, in the middle of this fight, in the fog of war, I want to make sure we understand what this is all about. Uh, Congressman Ralph Normans joined us uh, uh, about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago and said about the conference, he asked Kevin McCarthy, are you for a balanced budget? He said, no way. And he came on the show and said, hey, we have a financial and economic crisis facing this country. We're going to need toughness. We're going to need smarts. And most importantly, we're going to need guts. And I just don't think Kevin McCarthy has it. Congressman Ralph Norman joins us now from South Carolina. Sir, uh, can you get us up to date on exactly what the tactics are? Because I understand that they're going to come back, not come back, or you adding. But most importantly, what this fight is really about in your mind, sir. What this fight's about, Steve, is uh, economic security is national security. You know, you've been saying this for a long time. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize this country is bankrupt. And we, the, if, if, if we continue on the path of spending like that, Whoever that uh, on the MSNBC, what his 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 plan was just to spend more and raise the debt ceiling. That's not good. That's not enough, and it's not going to solve the the looming problem that we have. And you know, you can. I turn on the TV early this morning and hear Newt Gingrich talking about how the sky's falling, how embarrassing it is. It's pretty embarrassing what's happening to this country over the, since since the last fifteen years, but more importantly now. The 1.7 trillion omnibus is a total ro robbery of the of the national treasury, and we're just simply the 20 of us. We're growing in numbers, uh, and and we're gonna stay here as long as it takes. We don't have an exit strategy. Uh, we're gonna we're losing our freedom, and I think uh, I just applaud. You know, they all all said that it was only gonna be five of us. Well, they're wrong. There will be more than 20 of us today, and so. Um, you know, if we don't handle it now, then when? But when do we when do we face it? Kevin McCarthy has not got a track record of being a fiscal conservative. When I mentioned, as you said, about would he agree to that? That's a very simple question. Any leader would have had that mapped out if it were if we were important to him. And he said no. He's later come back, but it's too little, too late. Uh, we get on, on the rules that you keep hearing about, which were common sense. Uh, we gave him six, eight weeks ago. Crickets. He didn't say anything because he didn't think he needed us. He thought the red wave would come and he could just roll over us. Well, that didn't happen. We had a meeting yesterday. And what happened? They threatened us with taking us off committee assignments. They threatened us we had to vote for McCarthy or this and that would happen. Well, let him do it. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's ludicrous, the thought process that spending a, a day, a month, a week, it doesn't matter, picking the leader, the most powerful position makes sense. And we're going to stick in here and do it. And I think the public will get is getting a front row seat, as John Frederick mentioned. Uh, this is a movement, and it should be a movement. It's for the sake and freedom of saving this country. Congressman, I want to go back. <clears throat> you come at this as a somebody who understands capital markets because you're a real estate developer, so you're you're in financial markets all the time. When you look at what this and it's out of control, it's out of control. It's in, what they're proposing is insanity. It's insanity, and the only reason we can do it is that with the best export, the only export we really have in this country is a big export is the U.S. dollar that we get. We have we're the prime reserve currency because of the full faith and credit of the people of the United States. This audience. Your constituents back in South Carolina, when you talk to them over the last couple of days, what is their angle? What is their take on what's happening, and what is their angle of attack? And what are they telling you, sir? They're telling me they want a, they want a country that is is financially solvent. They, they're telling me they want a country that the money, the tax dollars, are being spent wisely. Uh, in a short four or five years, the interest on the debt, the uptick in rates, will be will exceed our, our national defense budget that we had late, that, that we put out this past year. Uh, that can't happen. And so the only way I know to do it is put somebody in there that understands and prioritizes and will fight. Do you really think Kevin McCarthy is going in with Mitch McConnell and is going to agree to shut the government down rather than raise the uh, national debt and keep spending? No, he hasn't done it in the past and he's not going to do it now. Uh, I'm in the real estate world. Uh, interest rates matter. It matters uh, in the housing market and everything that we've done. And uh, it's being eroded. The confidence that we have now, the dollars, is, is, is quickly going to, going to erode. We're not going to have anything to, to bank uh, any more borrowing on, which we don't now. So um, it's a fight to have, and hopefully we're going to win it. Congressman Norman, they went in yesterday and said, we're staying on the House floor and we're going to vote for three or four days nonstop until we break these guys. We won't go to conference. Kevin McCarthy told somebody, if we have to leave the floor and go to conference. I'll resign from Congress and leave. Um, all of a sudden, when they came to that fourth vote and they saw that the dam was just about to break, uh, they all of a sudden, all they want to do is go have dinner. Uh, what is happening today? The ta you say you're going to add numbers. Are we even going to have a vote? Are they hiding behind? What I thought these guys wanted to stay and break you guys on the floor, and global television wanted to break you uh, uh, yesterday or do it today. Or is there even anything scheduled right now? Yeah, we go. We gavel in at twelve. The word is he's going to move uh, a motion to adjourn, which we're going to vote against. Uh, let's vote. Let's let's see where they are. And if if he had confidence. He would do that. But, Steve, he's not um, he's not gaining in numbers. This will be the fourth vote that he will lose again. And what does that tell you? And, you know, he uh, you know, the fact that we're not meeting uh, is a good thing. We're not spending the taxpayers dollars. And if we go long enough, then we'll get our paychecks managed, which will be a good thing because we're not uh, we're not spending money and we're not meeting. And the only thing we're holding up is some committee assignments, which shouldn't be uh, set anyway, and some, um, you know, some hearings. Well, I'm sorry, there are more important things than hearings, and the more important things to, uh, like the national debt, we've got to have a fighter in there for. And it just, Kevin McCarthy cannot do that. He's not willing to. He has not called any of the 20 of us uh, to try and negotiate. The only thing we saw was yesterday was trying to, to browbeat us and, and threaten us into a vote. And that just doesn't work on us.
Does that work on your constituents? When they said that when uh, uh, Rogers stood up and said they're going to strip your committee assignments, how does that play to folks back home in, in South Carolina that have elected you as their representative to go to Congress? How does that set with them? Well, it show, show, gives them a front row seat to how Congress works. This is a game of uh, you don't you don't uh, progress through the system by merit. Uh, the lobbyists control m- big money controls candidates, and that's why we're in the shape we are. Well, I'm sorry, the American people uh, control should control Washington, and that's what we will do when we put somebody else uh, in a position that will uh, bring some order. What's happened to this country, uh, particularly during this administration, is wrong. And uh, I applaud Donald Trump. What he did was great. I disagree with him on backing McCarthy. McCarthy's the one who criticized him and wanted to censor him. So I disagree with that. And I agree, disagree with all the punt, the media guys, uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, Mulvaney, others who are criticizing this. Let them criticize all they want. We don't care, and we're not going anywhere. Uh, and you're saying you're going to add, you believe what they call now the, the smear you were saying you're the Taliban 20. You believe, as we sit here right now, you will, next time we have a vote, that your uh, group will add votes? Yes, and uh, we will. And the other thing, the good news, too, Steve, we're all uniting behind, you know, you've, you've had different people that we put up. Jim Jordan is my pick. Uh, but we will, if we get to vote today, you will have a candidate that will get the bulk of uh, our 20 plus others, and that would be pretty exciting. Um, Congressman Norman, thank you for how do people follow you on social media, your your website? How do people get to you and follow you? Because it's going to be another historic day, sir. RepRalphNorman.com. Congressman, thank you very much. And thank you for the uh, thank you for the fight, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. For our audience, the number is 202-225-3121. Remember, Congressman Norman and, and Gates and, and the 20, uh, they're representing your interest. This is, this is I can't say it any other way more bluntly. This is about money and power, okay? You're at the table. This is about they don't want you at the table. They don't want you to have a voice, and certainly they don't want you at the head of the table. They do not want you to chair what we call the creditors committee. They don't want you to have a say-so in the appropriations bill. They don't want you to have a say-so in the debt ceiling. Anything is important. They want to put a bunch of shiny toys out there to run around, like on some of these other networks they think is a big deal. That's not it. This is about signal, not noise. So if you want to help, if you want to have your voice heard, even if you support McCarthy and support President Trump, it's fine. This is a free country. And I appreciate everybody in this audience. We're not going to agree on everything. But the number is 202-225-3121. Let them hear what you have to say. Let them know where you're coming down on this, okay? Short commercial break. We got Caroline Wren uh, next in the war room. We're going to connect some dots here between this fight for the RNC chair, what's happening on Capitol Hill, and really a historic titanic battle. But I got to tell you, if they gavel it in and ask to adjourn, hey, bro, you said you were going to stay. You were going to vote until you broke us. Where is it? Give it to us. Let's see it. You got supposed to have all these tricks up your sleeves. Let's see the tricks. Next in the war room. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four week emergency food kit. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Always on the same page. And until Republicans start to function like that, can you ever expect to, to effectively govern? No, I think we have to start working together. I mean, I look at states like Arizona right now. I mean, look at Arizona, the top vote getter in the whole state was a Republican. She got 1,375,000 votes. And the other Republicans that were running in that state, you know who didn't vote for them? Republicans. So if we're so hateful towards each other that other Republicans won't vote for us, then we're doing exactly what the Democrats want, right? And so this scorched earth, I'm going to take on every other Republican instead of focusing on who voters want us to focus on, which is the Democrats. Remember, the Democrats mm-hmm. who are leaving our border open. They're the ones who kept our kids out of school. They're the ones who have allowed crime to run rampant in our streets. That is the Democrat Party. So as long as we're fighting each other, we are not keeping our eye on the prize. And I think we have to get the speakership settled and we have to go forward if we're going to be successful in 2024 as a united party. And right now, this exemplifies exactly what the Democrats want to see from our party. Okay, Carolyn Wren joins us. Carolyn, put that in perspective. uh, Ron has been on Fox the last couple of days, nonstop supporting uh, the cartel, supporting um, Kevin McCarthy. Just got to roll over. Let's just do it. Have a big group hug and just go on. Is that how the world works right now, ma'am? No, it's probably why she should be running a Girl Scouts organization in Michigan and not the Republican National Committee. And watching Fox News yesterday was the most tone deaf thing I've ever seen. I mean, all day they were switching commentary between Ronna McDaniel, and then let's bring in Carl Rove next and hear what he has to say. And it's it's just, it is ridiculous to even have to watch it. But, you know, Ronna was on there all day claiming that the representatives who refuse to coalesce behind McCarthy for speaker make the Republican Party look bad. Like, no, Ronna, what makes the Republican Party look bad is you as RNC chair oversaw five election, five years of election losses in the House, Senate, and presidency. That makes us look bad. And then to bizarrely blame McCarthy's inability to get the votes for speaker on Kerry Lake by citing Arizona as a place where Republicans lost due to bad candidates. I mean, even if I were to concede that ridiculous point, like Kerry Lake is only down 17,000 votes, which is only due to Maricopa County literally having to shut down 61% of the polling centers on election day. But yet Ron is sitting there from Fox and she's in her home state of Michigan where Tudor Dixon lost by over 500,000 votes. Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania lost by 250,000 votes. So, Rana, do us a favor and explain those losses in your own backyard uh, instead of going on and bumbling nonsense on Fox News blaming Kevin McCarthy's failure on Carrie Lake. And the problem is Rana imagines that she, and by proximity, I guess Kevin McCarthy, are responsible for the razor-thin House majority. And therefore, Republican leadership like her and Kevin McCarthy should experience a coronation and not this, what she's calling an obstruction from 20 renegade House Republicans. And that, that is the mindset that is just so out of touch with the base right now. I, I want to go back, by the way, Tudor, the, the Tudor Dixon uh, loss was a tragedy. She's one of the best candidates we have. But I want to go back. This they is about it's, it's, the, it's the, yeah, exactly. She, she was left out there on her own. 
Um, but this, let's go back to Carrie, Carrie Lake. This thing, you know, the, the reason the loss is don't think it's abortion or anything like that. It's 15% of what registered are these Republicans are the same problem we have with Trump in 16 is that they're, they're, just because you're called a Republican doesn't mean you believe in the same thing. Right now you have the cartel, which is the establishment, the inside game versus this populist movement. And that's, you saw this in, in Arizona, which was stolen and it was stolen by the Republican establishment. They would rather have anybody than Kerry. Kerry there is zero probability Kerry Lake lost that election. Zero. Zero. That was absolutely stolen. And the people that hate her most are not the Katie Hobbs uh, progressive Democrats who hate her. Don't get me wrong. They hate her and MSNBC hates it. The people that hate her the most with a white hot hate is the establishment of Arizona, the vested real estate and banking and finance community. Is that the, the way you see it, Caroline Run? Yes, of course. And I also just, there we're, we're really bad at this as a party. And, and part of it is just the establishment. If we, if we want to say that it's because we can't coalesce, it, fine, I will leave it. Let's, let's say that we are unable to get some of these independents that just hate Trump so much that they'd rather, you know, send all their money to Ukraine and have an open border. I'm just not convinced there's that many of those Republicans that are out there, but let's say there even are. Fine. Shift strategies. Like then we just need to register 2% more of like the MAGA type of Republicans, go find them and turn them out and, and there, there we go. Problem solved. But instead, we just, you know, sit and twiddle our thumbs and and do nothing, which I think is just by tradition at this point at the RNC. And it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I have to keep watching Rana and I think it pulls up on on TV, say, oh, you know, we lo- uh, we we won the majority thanks to the great work of get out the vote efforts the RNC did in New York. And I said this day, I mean, we didn't win the House because Rana opened four, you know, Asian American community centers in the state of New York. We won the House because four brave judges on the New York Court of Appeals threw out the Democrats' insane gerrymandering. And like, we can literally win these races and different things by doing the work through lawfare and the court systems years in advance to actually be able to set ourselves up to win elections. But we are set up in ways that it is impossible to win elections right now because the Republican Party has no infrastructure to actually be able to do it. And they just want to blame Donald Trump or Carrie Lake or, I mean, whoever the, the person is of the day that, that they want to assume the blame on. But we we know what's going on here. The blame is on them. And so stop telling us, you know, that New York was on you and you're just, Ron is just it's driving everyone is, crazy. Is 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 the, is the speaker fight and the fight for the RNC chair two fronts in the same war? Yes, I think it's just people stepping up and and wanting to demand change. And you know, I I appreciated Mike Davis. He's brilliant and his thoughts earlier. But um, and by the way, Mike has endorsed Tommy Dillon for RNC chair, so give him some credit there. But I I do break with him on Steve Scalise being an acceptable alternative to Kevin McCarthy. I mean. Scalise did not back Harriet Hageman. We can't forget this. He did not back Harriet Hageman. I think he's one of only like 20 members of Congress that did not donate to Harriet against Liz Cheney. And so if if we're going to make this about, you know, the January 6th testimony and McCarthy's not going to be strong enough, like frankly, McCarthy, if it's McCarthy versus Scalise, count me in for McCarthy. And we're basically picking from the tallest midget here. So like, but that is something that I was listening to. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if this is a good option. And frankly, at this point, I vote for anyone for speaker who is willing to say that if you accept a pack check from Pfizer, Meta, Google, Amazon, Apple, Bank of America, or BlackRock, then you will not be eligible to serve as a committee chair. That's what I think the House Freedom Caucus and people like Congressman Norman should be saying right now. If you want to change the culture in Washington, D.C. and change the way that Republicans operate in Congress, just say, fine. You know, These companies, are, by the way, after 2020, they banned giving to Republicans. Now all of a sudden they want to donate to Republicans because we're going to be on, you know, the chair of different committees. Maybe we say, yeah, actually 
you're not allowed to give to us. We don't want your money. We don't want you at our cocktail parties for two years. Look, you're you're one of the biggest fundraisers and and financiers in 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 politics on the Republican side. Explain to people why that's important. If you want to break the cartel, the one thing you got to do is limit their access. Why is that? Would be such a seismic shift in the way the city operates. Well, because these these companies create these packs and they donate. And every single night, if you're in D.C. when they're in session, there's just dinners that where they go and the Apple gets five thousand dollars to come and sit and have dinner with whoever's the committee chair that affects their policies and, you know, drink wine with the staff and try and get the things that they want passed. And that's why people like Matt Gates are so able to be free in this speaker's session right now, because Matt Gates doesn't accept PAC money. And, you know, I am a fundraiser. I've never done PAC fundraising. And, you know, I, I used to before this was before but now i'm, I'm just totally against it I, I just think we should ban it it's ridiculous and especially after the th- those companies declared war on us in 2020 and now they also went back in it's the same with the chamber of commerce like the chamber of commerce is now a tentacle of the democratic party and all of a sudden we're taking back over uh that the the house and we're just letting all these groups back in and letting these companies back into our orbit and i think that's wrong that's we've had this cutesy phrase which i don't like drain the swamp because it's too cutesy about how awful the system is but this is what it's about you can't drain the swamp you can't break the cartel till you choke off the money and what their money gets which is access their money they essentially sit there and write the bills i mean the money what they want is access and what they want is access into the into the legislative process correct ma'am yeah that's it that's what the pack fundraising is all circled around and so I i just don't think it's appropriate to take a Pack check from Pfizer and then be on the oversight committee of uh, looking at what the vaccines did to America. Like maybe that should be a baseline. I would love to see someone like Matt Gates or others step up and put that into the negotiations right now. Frankly, anyone who's running for speaker who is willing to say, nope, no money from those guys for no committee chairmanships. Great. Let's back that person. Can, can, can you run a modern political party given the power of television and the amount of money that you need? Or do you just make the Democrats, we make it, like I've been saying, they're really the party owned by the corporate oligarchs. Because the question is going to be, hey, Caroline, that's nice, Bannon, that's interesting, but it's infantile. You really can't compete. You can't run a modern political party if you don't take the money from the biggest corporations. Caroline, run. Well, leadership packs, they can only accept $5,000 from these companies anyway, and it just buys you into these receptions and dinners. So I, and I've said this before that money's diminishing in power. So, you know, getting members to commit to not accepting a $5,000 pack check from Pfizer is not the end of the world, considering today, right before I came on your show, I had to read a, a tweet breaking news from CNBC, George Soros's Open Society Foundation invested nearly $140 million into the potential uh, politically charged nonprofits in the midterms. Which is not breaking news, by the way, that they've been putting hundreds of millions of dollars through nonprofits since 2006 to influence their public policy will and turn us into a Marxist country. So debating over the $5,000 Apple PAC check to me is ridiculous when Republicans have come up with no answer to Arabelle Advisors and the web of 501c3s and C4s through money from people like George Soros and these other folks. Who, that, is, that is what is influencing us being able to win races or not in the Republican infrastructure problems, not the Apple pack, Jack. Do you, do you, do you, do you see if they adjourn, if they come in at noon without having a conference this morning, without having a conference last night, without having a conference this morning, the guys are going to stay for seven days for 133 votes and break the, uh, the resistance. If they come in at noon in a base, what, 10 minutes and they move to adjourn right away, they don't want to vote. Is there any chance that Kevin McCarthy could be speaker after that, ma'am? I don't know. And I don't know if anyone knows. I've not 
there's not been a a formidable person step up and be an alternative. Like some people, again, I, I just made my point about Scalise. I, I just don't find that to be an acceptable alternative. And so with and with Jim Jordan, I being the Speaker of the House sounds like a miserable job to me right now. You're basically herding cats and you spend all day, you know, just trying to like organize these folks to get them in line to vote. What Jim, Jim Jordan as a judiciary chair is, uh, I mean, I think way more effective as to things that affect our daily lives. And and I see him being very skillful there. If he ends up being Speaker, that being incredible. I mean, Jim Jordan's amazing. But like him as judiciary chair, I just think is a great place. And I don't like taking people off the field of places where they can be more effective to move them into other places because we can't coalesce around someone. So you I don't, just, you I don't think, you don't think, Mac you don't think McCarthy, you don't think McCarthy's defeated until an alternative comes up. You don't think eventually he just says, Hey, I can't, I'm every round I'm losing more votes. I quit. You're saying until an alternative comes up, people can galvanize around. You don't see McCarthy leaving the field of battle. No, it doesn't seem to look like it. Or he, he will have the ability, I think, to be able to pick and say, all right, fine, if it's not me, then it's going to be X. And that's what we don't know. He could say it's going to be Scalise or he could say it's going to be, you know, screw all of you and it's not going to be anyone from leadership. And in fact, it's going to be Jason Smith. And he, I think he has enough that are following him and supporting him that they would go that way. And I, I can't imagine that he would just continue to go down and not have it set up to where he'd be able to just select if whoever the next person is. Um, if McCarthy, if, if McCarthy's Democrats coalescing to vote for Fred Upton, I think that's a BS narrative that like that's not going to happen. The Democrats have said it; they're not going to do that. If if uh, if McCarthy loses the speakership race, is there any chance Ronald McDaniel survives? Um, I don't, you know, I think either way out of this, if he wins or loses, Rana, this looks terrible on Rana. She spent a uh, like hours on Fox News yesterday, putting ridiculous talking points. And the, the base, the people are done with the same leadership. Now, that Rana and McCarthy are not necessarily the, the same. McCarthy has not been speaker yet. And so he hasn't really had a chance to fail. Rana has been the RNC chair for six years and overseen five failed election cycles. So I would, uh, I, I just think that her record is worse even than, than McCarthy's. And so I think that there, when she's talking about these 20 House renegades that are stepping up to, to break from the mold, well, I think that there's going to be 86 members of the 168 that decide to be renegades and also step up against Ronna McDaniel on January 7th. What, what, what is your social media? How do people get to you? At Caroline Wren. It's pretty hot and pretty spicy over there on Twitter with her. Caroline, thank you for joining us this morning in the war room. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. 
Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. The number is 202-225-3121. Let me tell you what impact you're having. Uh, they're all talking about calls they're getting from the uh, calls they're getting from uh, the constituents. Right now, Jake Sherman at Punchbowl, one of the best source people on Capitol Hill. Breaking news. Several sources tell me that House Republicans will try to adjourn until tomorrow for going speaker votes today. House Democrats will whip against this. Republicans will have to carry this adjournment vote on their own. This shows you McCarthy and his team do not want to get to the fourth round. You know why? There's going to be a jailbreak. Okay. For the tough guys that talked, they were sent there for five days in a row and vote. They're trying to adjourn tomorrow. You know why? Not only they don't have the votes, the votes are going the other way. 202-225-3121. Call and let your representative know what's on your mind, what you're thinking on this. I want to go to the Vatican, our own Ben Harnwell. Ben, what would be a a massively historic day here in the United States has been kind of overwhelmed by this fight on Capitol Hill. But there is a funeral for a pope tomorrow. Give us the details, sir. You're live from the Vatican. Good morning, Steve. Yes, well, Pope Benedict died on Christmas Eve. Um, The burial is tomorrow. This is the vigil. There have been about 160,000 people that have passed in St. Peter's Basilica behind me to pay their respects. The funeral, which starts at 9.30 tomorrow local time, which is 3.30 Eastern, if you want to follow that on TV. Um, It will be presided over by the Pope, Pope Francis, um, and they were expected to be about 16 or so heads of government, heads of state attending in a private capacity, in addition to a number of European uh, royalty. This would normally be very traumatic uh, for traditional Catholics because he was John Paul, St. John Paul II's wingman and was really looked at as the, as the, as the standard bearer for the traditional conservative, conservative Catholic to rejuvenate the church along those lines. Why does it seem like it's not quite that Ben Harnwell? Probably, Steve, because whilst that is the common interpretation of the Benedictine papacy, there are a number of commentators that attack a slightly different position. And they point out that Pope Benedict isn't really the conservative hero that, um, that many conservatives believe him to be. And of course, many liberals paint him to be. He was a pope very much formed in the image of the Second Vatican Council. He said repeatedly throughout his life that was the most important spiritual event of his life. And the Second Vatican Council, without going into inside Catholic baseball here, the Second Vatican Council was that event between 1962 and 65, which fundamentally changed the Catholic Church, which is supposed to be unchangeable. Uh, and everything changed after that. And this is, was a council, a, a big uh, church event where, where all the bishops of the world participated in. Benedict and his predecessor, John Paul II, they, 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 were, they were experts at that council. They were both very much in favor of the modern, modernization that the Catholic Church, that the um, Catholic Church w- w- then undergone after the Second Vatican Council. And that is in direct contrast, Steve, to the traditionalist movement, which very much sees the church as, as in con- continuity, without rupture, 
um, and very much looks for the for the refounding of the church in the church's own history without the need for radical change. Is this uh, is the death of of, of uh, Pope Benedict XVI? Does this allow Francis to be even more radical now that there's not some Pope emeritus or some standard bearer for whatever the traditional cause is looking over his shoulder? That's absolutely correct, Steve. Um, Paul Francis, if you have any sympathy for him, I don't. Um, but he's had the the threat of Benedict the Sixteenth um, for the last ten years since he resigned, simply saying the words. When I resigned, when I partially resigned the papacy, I did it in error. I intended to keep the P. Trine office. Um, and at any moment, Benedict could have done that. And I think Francis, being the guy he is, I think he would have resigned within the hour had that happened. Um, so he, poor guy who's really wanted to accelerate the reforms in the church has been looking over his shoulder for the last 10 years. Steve, that threat has now gone. It's now disappeared. Um, and the inner Francis can now reveal itself in all its glory. How did they get to you on Getter? We're going to be doing live streams and coverage, all of this. How did they get to you, Ben? How do folks get to you? Thanks so much, Steve. It's uh, my, simply my surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell. Uh, Getter's the only platform I comment on, and I, I very much look forward to exchanging ideas with the great folks there that, that, that post contributions to my feed, post responses be- to my feed. Check my getter. We're going to be doing live feeds and live analysis. It's a very important day uh, tomorrow in the Catholic Church. Uh, ben Harnwell, thank you very much. Live reporting from the Vatican. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. From the sublime to maybe the less sublime. This is the hard work of taking your country back. Okay? 202-225-3121. We start off the day telling you it's about money and power. Okay? The spiritual war we're fighting in the country, it's part of that. But this is just good old blunt force. And one side's going to win and one side's going to lose. They've already, the other, the opposition, the cartel, for all their big talk and controlling media and controlling conservative ink and all of it, they blinked. They blinked yesterday. Remember, the whole thing was we're coming in and we're going to vote till we break these guys. They thought there was going to be five. There was 19 and then one added. A McCarthy guy was added. So now it comes down to it. We're hearing right now they're scrambling. They're going to they're going to come back at noon in a few minutes. Charlie Kirk's going to pick it up here. Real America's voice. I'm going to be over at Getter. But right now they're hearing they're not they weren't going to they were going to try to adjourn and just go into conferences and not do anything, not vote. Now we're hearing they're actually Jake Sherman's reporting. They want to adjourn to tomorrow. You know why? They ain't got the votes and the phones are lighting up for all of them and what they're lighting up to do and say, hey, this is ridiculous. It's time to move on. So. We'll be back from five to seven live. This is another historic day. And the reason it's a historic day is because of this audience. This is about you. At the end of the day, it's about you. It's not about Matt Gates. It's not about Jim Jordan. It's not about any of that. It's about you. The cartel, the corporatist uh, Wall Street cartel administrative state that controls this country does not want you to have a say-so. They have said, hey, shut up, go to work pay your taxes, send your sons and daughters to foreign battlefields, okay? That's what they want. And now that you've stood up, they don't like it. 202-225-3121. We'll be back here at 5 o'clock. I want to thank Real America's Voice, the great team in Denver, of course, our fantastic production team here at uh, the War Room, all of our guests today. It's going to get heated. Stick around for Charlie Kirk. Get get to me on Getter. I'll be up all afternoon. We'll see you back here live from 5 to 7 p.m. tonight. See you back here in the War Room. To the end, just watch and see It's all started, everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP
Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.